The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. We know that it has been a big week across Canada on the COVID front. While we are still seeing some concerning numbers, uh, the first phase of the vaccine rollout has been a glimmer of hope. Frontline workers have been getting those first doses of vaccine. And as we look ahead, the months ahead to the next phases and vaccine for the general population, maybe into the summer, there are calls to make sure we are monitoring it effectively. In an op-ed in the Globe and Mail, Michael Wolfson, who is the former assistant chief statistician at Statistics Canada and a member of the Centre for Health, Law, Policy and Ethics at the University of Ottawa, writes, now more than ever, Canada needs a strong national approach for monitoring data to ensure vaccination proceeds effectively, fairly, and safely. Mr. Wolfson joins me this afternoon. Welcome to the show. Well, thank you very much. Michael, let's start with this. I'm wondering what spurred you to write this uh, op-ed in the first place. Did you see something? Were you hearing things? What was it that made you think, I need to get this out there? Well, the first thing is I've been watching and uh, trying to understand how well the uh, whole issue of monitoring and modeling, you see all these graphs on TV about how the epidemic is unfolding, and I've been disappointed in the quality of the evidence. And with the vaccine, uh, you know, there's all this excitement about the light at the end of the tunnel, uh, and, you know, that's you know, welcome, but (laughs) there's a bunch of more techie stuff that seems to have slipped by, and I'm afraid we're really going to, we're at risk of really missing out in a major way by not having good information. When you talk about being disappointed in the quality of the evidence, what are you talking about uh, in particular? Well, I'll give you a a simple example. You know, there's an important indicator called excess deaths. How many people are dying this week compared to the average over the five years for the same week previously? Canada just doesn't have that data. But if you go to The Economist magazine, they have a nice chart with 30 different countries that are tracking that. So even something as basic as the mortality data and being able to understand, you know, because of course we're tracking deaths that are reported as COVID deaths, but we're not easily able to understand overall mortality. There's some concern, for example, that cancer patients aren't being uh, able to access surgery as quickly now as they were before as hospitals fill up. Well, what's going on? Let us. We need to understand that kind of stuff if policymakers, if health ministers are going to set their priorities in an evidence-based manner. As a statistician or a former statistician, then this must have, the past nine or ten months must be, um, you know, interesting is kind of a lame word to use, but um, it sounds like it's been frustrating for you. Oh, absolutely. I know the kinds of things that, in principle, we should be able to do uh, with proper data, and uh, I have to sit on my hands, or my colleagues do. I'm sort of retired, but I still keep involved. Yeah, without a doubt. All right. So what I found interesting in in your op-ed and and, and why that I I wanted to call you up and have this conversation, when you talk about um, getting this information and monitoring the rollout of the the vaccinations and and the importance about the cooperation of it, I mean, the federal government can say, and you said in in your piece, the federal government has recognized the importance of monitoring data, at least within federal jurisdiction. And the prime minister himself recently emphasized the federal government 
government will be a partner with the provinces for better coordination of the data. But we know when it comes to cooperation between the federal government and the provinces, I, I, you know, on a lot of things, I, I think cooperation, that, that word sometimes um, is, is totally forgotten about. And, I, and I'm worried, and I think you are too, that it's not going to happen when it comes to monitoring the vaccine. Well, that's exactly right. That's my major worry. You know, we have the experience uh, with other kinds of data, just the number of cases of COVID and the information that's been flowing from the provinces to the public health agency is rather rather patchy and inadequate. Uh, so, and, you know, the, the, the provinces have been saying, you know, time and time again, give us more money. But when the federal government in a very limp and weak-willed way says, well, we want you to spend the money on, for example, nursing homes or a data system, mm-hmm. uh, the provinces say, well, okay, but you never know. And we have, in fact, the experience with the CERB. I don't know about Alberta specifically, but a number of provinces are basically grabbing back the money by cutting their social assistance benefits from the most needy people in the country. So uh, the federal government, I think, has been too weak need in, in insisting uh, on uh, some really basic things. Furthermore, as I pointed out in the article, you know, if you go to, you know, people, you know, provinces say it's our jurisdiction. Well, sorry, folks, the Constitution says that statistics are federal jurisdiction, so there should be no complaint there. It just seems like there's this uh, this the, this nonstop bickering. This um, I'm trying to find the word. I, I know the word that I want to use, but I can't say it on the air. To be honest with you, uh, this you know back and forth bickering that goes between uh, the province and the federal government. And you say this just has to stop right now. It has to stop. Um, how do we get that message through to them? Or, or do you think that the provinces or the federal government, I guess mainly the provinces, um, w- you know, would listen or would consider listening well I think the first thing is the provinces should hopefully appreciate that it is in their enlightened self-interest to be cooperative you know Canada is a confederation and part of that means that we've got with provincial jurisdiction in effect experiments going on different provinces are doing different things but we can't learn from each other if we don't know what each other is doing and in order to know we need to monitor we need to have the information the other side of it is you know there in the past the federal government has been much tougher monique Beijing, when the doctors were extra billing basically said if you guys keep extra billing we're going to subtract a dollar from your cash payments for every dollar you allow the doctors to extra bill but i haven't seen that kind of uh, stiffness of spine at the federal level for years Michael, I, I wonder when you look at or when you when you envision a, a vaccine registry, um, what w- number one, what would it keep track of? Who, what, where, when, and and what would yeah, what would that look like? Um, um, yeah, let's start with that. What would that look like? Well, I think you know we already have uh, data collection processes that StatCan does the live before survey to do the population census. So somebody can sit at the, their keyboard to log on to a secure internet site. And uh, you know, right now, if you go to a pharmacy to get a flu shot, they take down a bunch of information. There's no reason when you, why when you go to get your vaccination, uh, the nurse or uh, the pharmacist or whoever was giving you the shot couldn't type in information this time going to a central uh, vaccine registry. They'd start with swiping your uh, 
health card, they uh, name, address, and that sort of thing. Oh, that's probably already there with your health card. Uh -huh. But then they would ask questions like, uh, uh, you know, it's important. There's concerns about race, ethnicity, for example, and occupation. Are the people who are uh, getting sick uh, disproportionately lower income and things like that? So getting those extra bits of information so that, you know, on a week-by-week -week basis, uh, you know, the federal government could give to the provinces the, the data you know, and cross tabs to say, well, it looks like your vaccination program is doing okay for this group, but you seem to be falling short huh. for that group. That would be the start, but they're, they're more important thing. If you ask your question or I can go on for another second. No, keep going. Go, go for it. Well, the, one of the things I'm really worried about is, is we know that there's a risk, a very, very tiny, of an allergic reaction. Uh, and so people sit around for 15 minutes. But there are also, the, the, you know, there's these anti-vax groups that are scaremongering. And I've seen a number of websites where people say the vaccine is going to make women sterile so they can't have babies anymore. Well, I think this is garbage. But if we had a proper vaccine registry that was able to follow people up through their health records, which all the provinces already have these in electronic form, then it would be a slam dunk, you know, to do the statistics and say this is garbage. Michael, it just seems to me uh, that it would be a no-brainer that we, we, we would have... Uh, a, a national vaccine registry. It just seems like something that we should be doing. That's something that should have been thought of uh, when we were getting closer to, uh, you know, when the when the companies were getting closer to announcing or even even thinking about the possibility that it might happen, you know, six months or a year from now. Uh, you know, I, I just um, I, I'm surprised that this isn't in place already. Well, it was supposed to be in place. Uh, the federal government has given billions of dollars to a federal uh, corporation called Canada Health Infoway Inc. And Canada Health Infoway, starting in 2004, developed a system called Panorama, which has been sort of partially adopted across the country. It was built by IBM. It doesn't work properly. The city of Toronto, along with a couple other cities in Ontario, basically said this software is so terrible, we'll write our own, which they did for tracking the uh, testing of for COVID. Uh, so I think the, it's not that there has been a want of trying. Uh, it would be useful uh, for somebody to go back through the history and say, you know, why the heck have we had so many of these failures? You know, the intentions, the ideas have been there for many years, uh, certainly from the time I started uh, working in the area a, a while ago. What about privacy concerns? Because I, I don't even have to take a look at my text line, uh, Michael, and I <laughs> to, to tell you that there's going to be people saying, oh, I don't want it, and, you know, all that sort of thing. What do you, what do you say to that? The, the privacy commissioners have gotten together and they've developed a set of criteria uh, necessity and proportionality. And for every potentially privacy invasive, in this case, we're talking about a software or a data system, uh, you know, and I used to do this inside StackCan for our surveys, we would develop quite a detailed privacy impact assessment. And we would go through and say, these are all the steps we're going to take to make sure the data transmission is secure, uh, that the data will remain confidential. And we would go through it, with, in our case, with the Federal Privacy Commissioner. I see no reason why uh, it's not possible to develop that sort of a, a careful system. Uh, the private, you know, at one point I wrote another op-ed, I don't know, back in April, and I, was, I don't know if it's a coincidence, but within days the Federal Privacy Commissioner said, we don't want to stand in the way of good information 
information as long as these principles of necessity and proportionality are met. So I would like to believe that across the country, every provincial privacy commissioner will be thoughtful. What I'm afraid, though, is there are a number of people, data custodians, who basically, I, I don't know if I can say this on air, cover your behind, right? Uh, they hide behind privacy legislation and they go way beyond what the legislation actually requires. And the reason, quite understandably, is if there's a breach on their watch, they're in trouble. But if somebody makes an important finding, they don't get any credit. And we really have to fix this system where there's this terrible imbalance in the way that the privacy, I call it a privacy chill, which has been across the country for years now. Uh, we have to address it. Before I let you go, how optimistic are you that this is going to happen and how soon do you think that it possibly could? I'm not optimistic in the short run. You know, I was reading some comments on my op-ed where people were talking about nobody even taking any data down when they went to get their uh, uh, vaccination. But, you know, it, it, and IT companies take ages, but, you know, StatCan was able to, was very nimble and able to move the uh, labor force survey from uh, interviewer administered to online. And there's another example with PPE equipment where the systems were put in place, you know, and like, six or eight weeks. So I'm, I'm reasonably optimistic that even though we may have the first 25,000 vaccinations are going to be paper and pencil and fax sort of thing, hopefully, uh, you know, over, you know, by the March or something like that, if the federal government and the provinces could get their act together, we really could have something decent in place. Interesting stuff. Michael Wolfson joining me this afternoon. I sure appreciate your time, your insight, your thoughts on this. Thanks for joining me. Well, you're very welcome, and stay safe. Yeah, you too. Michael Wolfson is the former Assistant Chief Statistician at Statistics Canada. That's a mouthful. And a member of the Centre for Health, Law, Policy and Ethics at the University of Ottawa. You can read his uh, op-ed in the Globe and Mail saying, you know, at the end of it, you know, I highlighted this part. And it, it said... Um, you know, the COVID-19 pandemic has dramatically increased the urgency of breaking down data silos, these silos that are in each province. One of the most important blockages has been the provincial insistence that healthcare is their show. The only role for the federal government is to hand them more money, no strings attached. This has to stop. Uh, he goes on to say um, that we need to make sure that um, the, the, the rollout is monitored effectively, fairly, and safely. And of course, it just, I don't know about you, but it makes sense that we would know um, who has been vaccinated, when, and any adverse side effects, if there are any of those things.